It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flint composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Here's your host. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. It's a great one. It's a Wednesday, which means armchair politics is coming up during the second and third hour of today's three-hour tour. We have political operative Bobby Clayton Walton joining the uh, roundtable regulars, Flint's premier political pundit Paul Rosicki on the left, and longtime Genesee County Republican Henry Hatter on the right. That's all coming up at 10 o'clock, or as I mentioned, the second hour of our three-hour tour. But first, coming up uh, this hour, we're going to talk with, um, this is an encore, with uh, the author of um, a book called Kushner, Inc. She is a uh, journalist and uh, now author. And um, we're going to hear what uh, Vicki Ward has to say coming up after the first break. But I have a little time uh, in this this first segment. And so I'm going to um, actually uh, indulge myself in a guilty pleasure one of my favorite songs by one of the area's uh, great jazz singers and um, and and we might be able to squeeze in a couple of pieces of music before we go to my conversation with Vicki Ward but here's uh, a Lee Morgan song performed by uh, well with lyrics and vocals by Sheila Landis You're gonna be mine here, we're swinging through time I'm floating on a cloud, wanna sing it and shout it out loud to you My baby, this time it's a genuine thing We're so high, you're the Come meet me after dark, stand a spirit We melt with a kiss, never done it like this Then need a little taste, wanna sing it and shout it out loud to you My baby, this time it's a genuine thing We're flying high, you're gonna speed up Just wait a minute, keep your head together by the Bad some jazz and dig it, you'll be doing. Bad, 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 
so well, the kids never done it like this The little, little tears want to sing it each other loud to you My baby, this time it's a genuine thing If I hide, you don't speak low Just wait a minute, keep your head together My love, let you fight, yeah, yeah And you took condition, fights and deals And you get your bed to win Fight, just wait a minute, keep your head together My love, let you fight, yeah, yeah No, you took condition, Lee Morgan's uh, classic uh, Speedball um, actually uh, sort of refashioned with uh, lyrics and vocals by Lansing area jazz uh, artist Sheila Landis. Um, that also featured uh, Rick Mattel on guitar, pa Paul Finkbeiner on trumpet, um, Rich Kay on bass, Scott Peterson on sax and horn arrangement, and uh, Gary Schunk on keyboard with uh, Dave Taylor on drums. Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again, the talent pool in and from Flint and the surrounding area, this whole region really is as good as any you'll find anywhere in the world. And uh, I, I don't know why, I just I felt like a little music. I knew I had an extra few minutes uh, during the show this morning, so that was kind of a guilty pleasure. That was one of my favorite songs as an instrumental, and I think it's uh, just as much, if not more fun, with uh, lyrics, courtesy of Sheila Landis. Um, this Friday uh, marks, I think, the 19th anniversary since September 11th, uh, 2001. Uh, this Friday will be September 11th, and you'll probably see a lot of uh, tributes and remembrances. Well, we're going to have a remembrance here with uh, some encore interviews uh, sort of group together we have um, CQ Scafidi who's an author from New Orleans who knows a great deal about the history of the World Trade Center and has some personal connections to the events that occurred there on September 11th and we'll hear from him we'll also hear from Lisa Luckett who lost her husband in the uh, uh, towers when the towers uh, collapsed uh, that day in New York City and um, so we're going to remember uh, September 11th coming up this Friday. No music. I usually have a musical guest, which means I'm going to probably try and squeeze in some more music here in a minute um, and, uh, and th throughout the show tomorrow as well uh, to make up for that. But um, join us Friday for a special uh, remembrance of um, September 11th. And uh, I mentioned I was going to try and squeeze some more music in. We've got our uh, guest coming up, the author of Kushner, Inc., Vicki Ward, will be joining me right after the break. But uh, we're um, going to go to break with uh, some music. We're going to shift gears here a little bit, go from jazz to rock. And uh, Flint's own rock legend, Mark Farner, a.k.a. The Rock Patriot, from his CD called For the People, we have the title track for the people. This is uh, Mark Farner.
The title track from rock legend Mark Farner's For the People CD. Mark Farner, the rock patriot. And uh, a great way to um, segue into uh, my guest this hour coming up after we take a short break. Uh, she is investigative journalist and author Vicki Ward. And then that will be followed up with Armchair Politics at the top of the hour for two hours of commentary and analysis on local, state, and national news and current events, uh, along with uh, some quotes and uh, my favorite part, The X-Files. Anyway, uh, we are going to take a short break. Let our broadcast partners at 92.1 FM Flint squeeze a few words in edgewise. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. We'll be right back. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-Double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner Program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by America, the America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Your calls matter. Join me and Andrea weekdays from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern to talk about whatever you want to talk about. The Tom Sumner Program has open phone lines Monday through Friday to hear from you. How's 2020 working out for you so far? How about those damn roads? Call in live at 810-339-8255. It's all about you. We'll be streaming live at TomSumnerProgram.com and simulcast on WFOV 92.1 FM in Flint. Foil hats are optional. You thought you had every Elvis record made, but wait, Elvis sings again, this time from heaven. That's right, Elvis from heaven. Yes, hear Elvis from Graceland in the Sky, soul-stirring versions of epic proportions. You'll hear Elvis crooning, pearly gate rock, all dug up. 
lying in the chapel, and 11 others. This record also includes a special Elvis message. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Elvis Presley. Order before midnight tonight and receive this Elvis Presley commemorative casket keychain. Open it up. Yes, the king inside. A must for any Elvis fan. Order yours today. To order your Elvis from Heaven, send $9.95 in check or money order to Elvis from Heaven, P.O. Box 714, Cleo, Michigan, 44487. Or save COD charges and phone 555-5554. Use Master Charge or Visa, Canadian residence, add $3. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology. Engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com This is Congressman Dan Kildee and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. And welcome back everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. I guess this hour is a New York Times bestselling author, investigative reporter, and magazine columnist who has a new book that takes a critical look at uh, Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump. The book is called Kushner, Inc. The uh, author is called Vicki Ward. She joins me now by phone. Hi, Vicki. Hello. How are you, Tom? I'm doing very well. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you right out of the bat, in this day and age of all kinds of accusations about fake news and so on, were you uncomfortable about the number of sources in your book that remain unidentified? No. Um, I'll tell you why. It's, it's almost impossible to write contemporaneously about a White House with on-the-record sources. Um, people are too afraid of the repercussions. Um, it, would be, it would be different if, if, if it was a few years down the road. So the only way, though, to, to really make sure you can be accurate as a reporter um, is to not trust any one person's view of events. So um, a rule I have when I report on anything actually, but particularly with this book, was to go to a second and where appropriate, a third source and say, is this how you remembered it too? And, um, you know, and listen to the discrepancies and then go, you know, so I, I really felt comfortable by the end that, and I think my sources knew because I would go back to them and say, you know, I'm not hearing it the, quite the same way from someone else. So I think they were aware just how hard I worked to get it right. Now, your book paints a very different uh, picture of both Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump than what most people have come to think, that somehow they're this, this moderate and stabilizing force in a chaotic White House but you kind of uncover something else. Yes, I, I do. I think that, the, in fact, the theme, really, of the book is that, unfortunately, these two people are not what everybody hoped. They're not moderating influences. 
on the president. They're not any kind of moral centre that, unfortunately, they went into government for self-service rather than for public service. And, you know, they are products of their background, which is to say, you know, these are two people who've grown up for different reasons to be extraordinarily entitled and disdainful of the rules. They believe that sort of rules are for other, perhaps poorer people. Um, and, you know, all of this creates a very toxic um, work atmosphere, but on a, on, a, on a much bigger level, it really matters because they have um, quietly, and this is what makes them dangerous, that unlike the president, they're not in plain sight. They have quietly, almost so no one has noticed, dismantled many of the protocols in our government that has kept our country safe, and they've done it to sort of help themselves. And I think we saw some evidence of that, certainly with Ivanka and her product line early on in the Trump presidency. In fact, Saturday, Saturday Night Live had a, a great deal of fun with that, actually, um, showing... Uh, well, that, that would be an example, right? I mean, everybody else who goes into the White House has to divest. I mean, the point of public service, that's why it's called public service, is that you have to uh, divest yourself of stocks, assets, so that you cannot have any conflicts. You know, if you if you have conflicts, that's that's what makes you a target. That's why you can't then be given a security clearance. <laughs> but Ivanka, who has written, you know, that she believes that perception is more important than reality. She thinks she can sort of message her way out of anything clung on to that fashion business on and on for 18 months and then you know and i as i write she would put herself on phone calls with foreign leaders whose countries would be in a position to give that brand trademarks which by the way they really needed because once the president went into the white house a great a great many domestic department stores dropped ivanka's line so it was heavily dependent on foreign sales and you know she either put herself on the phone with these foreign leaders or put herself in the room when foreign leaders were, were meeting with the president and you know senior staff at the state department and around her at the white house were horrified and they all noticed that suddenly all these foreign trademarks appeared and i think you have to sort of look at everything she did in that light, even even the expansion of the childcare tax credit, which I think a lot of people would 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 agree with and support her on doing that, she did it at the same time that she still owned her business, and had that business had the most appalling labour practices. Um, so it's it's sort of very hard to take what she does seriously when you look at her act if you look at what she says rather than what she does you called the book Sorry, the other way around you called the book kushner inc but yet ivanka really seems to be the face that we see more 
than Jared Kushner. He doesn't have the same sort of gift for for public appearance that she does. No, but I think that his absence is in itself, right, a very effective um, form of imaging, right? It's given him this sort of air of mystery um, that he must be doing, the idea that he must be doing something very important, whereas, um, as I say in the book, what he's actually doing is, um, you know, whether it's diplomacy in the dark or networking in the dark, it's stuff that um, he doesn't want us to know about because it's bad stuff. I mean, the in April, you know, with the first April of the um, administration, if you remember, the White House visitor logs were closed. And it was said at the time that that was for um, security reasons. Well, it turns out, and I say in my book, that, that it wasn't security reasons at all. It was Jared Kushner who didn't want the, the American people to know about his networking. And you have to remember there he is. He's entered government. He's got this tremendous, his father, who is in charge of basically everything Jared does, has got this tremendous financial problem. And he needs investment. And it turns out we would only discover a year later when John Kelly, then the chief of staff, insisted the White House visitor logs be reopened, that Jared had been meeting with... Um, uh, executives of, of firms who would then lend to his father's business. Furthermore, he let, met with a CEO of a firm um, that was an investor in one of Jared's businesses that he had not only not divested from, he hadn't disclosed that he still had a stake in it. Um, so, you know, that, so, you know, you look at all of that. I mean, when John McCain, the late senator, yeah. Was you know he was at that point getting treatment for cancer, and he read, or I think he was watching actually on television, that Jared had had all these secret meetings. He just you know he was horrified. He said, "How can people come into the White House and get a loan?" And you know that's before we even get to what Jared Kushner was doing by himself without looping in the National Security Council or the State Department in on, on foreign policy. And that became you know, Rex Tillerson found it extremely annoying that Jared wouldn't um, loop anyone in on his conversations with the. the MBS, the future Saudi crown prince, or anyone really in the Middle Eastern region. And I write in the book that documents would sort of make their way into meetings at the State Department, and they would look at each other blankly and say, well, where did these come from? And the answer was usually Jared Kushner. You know, and, but this went from just being annoying to downright dangerous. Right after the summit in Riyadh, and you remember it was all Jared, who pushed the president to make the, you know, the United States' first official visit was not to a country with shared democratic values, but to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, partly because Jared thought that the Saudis would finance his peace plan, but they would, that, you know, they would finance all sorts of other things besides. And 
Um, but the, the theme of the summit was cooperation in the Gulf. The Saudis made a complete mockery of it, and actually in some ways of Jared Kushner, when 10 days later they blockaded a neighboring rival country, the country, kingdom of Qatar, uh, which is much richer than Saudi Arabia, mainly because they wanted its resources. But Rex Tillerson and James Mattis, Secretary of Defense, who were at the time in Australia, were completely horrified because Qatar has an American air base. That's our security in the region. And they knew that the Saudis would never have dared blockade or threaten a country with an American air base without a signal or green light from the White House. And they knew that because Jared had monopolized that relationship, it was Jared who had given the green light. And, you know, that is when Rex Tillerson thought, you know, this, he's, his, his naivety, whatever his financial problems are, this makes, this, this makes him very, very dangerous. One of the things that, that is troubling to me, and, and I wonder your thoughts on it, there are so many people who support the president and his administration unconditionally because they believe the government was broken. And Donald Trump made this all this noise about going in and draining the swamp. And now you have a lot of people, when you bring something to the fore, like the fact that, that Ivanka and, and Jared Kushner are, are breaking down some of the rules and protocols of the White House, there are a lot of people who hear that differently and say, well, that's what we want them to do. We want them to break that stuff. We want them to change things. How do you address those people and, and get them to understand that, that knocking down these protocols? No, I, yeah, no, I totally hear you, and it's a very interesting point. Do you, do you understand I that, what I mean? It's, you know, it's difficult no, 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 when I, you go to somebody and and say, well, yes. they're breaking all these rules, and people are going, good, the rules were all wrong. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? So, no, 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 I totally get that. But, but here's the problem. They're replacing the swamp with an even worse marsh, right? It's a, just a different, it's a different kind of swamp, and it's worse because... Precisely, you know, and that is why we had nepotism laws. It wasn't just, you know, Don McGahn, the White House counsel, chief White House counsel, was very concerned about having Jared and Ivanka come into the government, not just because, you know, and he said we have nepotism laws, not just because there's a concern about the corruption that could happen if, if you have a president's relative, because they, they are immediately a target um, for foreign governments, anyone sort of wanting to get close to the president. But it's, it's really about competence. Because what if Jared and Ivanka, whose only experience in life to that point was working for their family firms, turn out to be no good at government? And I think the answer to your question is that um, what one thing I would argue that's worse than a swamp 
is it having a bunch of clueless ignoramuses, sort of Inspector Clouseau types, wandering <laughs> around, white house, bumping into all the furniture, and the only people not able to see how clueless they are is themselves. I think that's much worse than a swamp. And no one can fire them. Right, right. I, it, how is I mean, this... <laughs> It, 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 just just for fun, how is this different than when Jimmy Carter was president and Billy was out selling Billy beer? Right, but Billy Carter, you know, as far as I'm aware, and forgive me because I'm not an expert on all of this, you know, wasn't the senior, senior didn't wield the same amount of power. He wasn't considered he, an advisor to the president. People didn't, yes, whereas if you look at the, look at the body count, um, around, you know, that's come out of this White House. I mean, I think some, one of the news outlets did a totaling yesterday. It was over 40. And like 85 or 90% of that is Jared and Ivanka getting rid of people who object to the, to the way that they want to do things. And the way they want to do things is they don't, they think everyone else needs to divest, but they shouldn't have to. Jared Kushner doesn't think he needs to tell anyone um, what's on his, you know, who he's having uh, conversations with or the details of those conversations, never mind that the Saudis had an American you know, journalist for the Washington Post killed. And I think that the lack of accountability, going back to your earlier question, is really troubling. And at one point, the president tried to get them to stay in New York. Yeah, so, I mean, this is, this is also what is interesting, that, you know, the president was actually ambivalent right at the start about them coming in. Um, he didn't, I mean, he, I think he would wanted them there, but he also wouldn't have minded that much if they didn't come. So this is all them pushing to be there. And it was Steve Bannon, of all people, who sort of said, I think they might be helpful. And of course, we know how that story ends, that, that Bannon ushers them in and they basically send him packing. Um... But, you know, that when they make mistakes, so, for example, you know, the email, the, the misuse of email, that drove the president really mad because he had, um, you know, campaigned so, so vociferously against Hillary Clinton's misuse of email. He was really, really furious about that. And um, he doesn't like it that that Jared and Jared's father, you know, they, their finances get all this scrutiny because he thinks that that means that his own finances could come under more scrutiny and he's quite unexcited about all of that. So he did ask John Kelly to send them, you know, basically to make life so unpleasant for them that they would want to leave. But then the irony is he couldn't do it. I mean, I think he finds it very difficult to say no, not so much to Jared. It's to Ivanka, to his daughter. Uh, and then, you know, he'll he'll forget about it. They'll do something helpful, and, and it will be as if he never had those conversations. And then something 
you know, some, a negative headline. He doesn't like it when people other than himself make his presidency look bad. I think it's very important to remember that. It's 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 interesting to me the 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 Trump phenomenon itself, just surrounding Donald Trump, where you know he has this this management style of really sort of coming in and and mucking everything up and then trying to be the ultimate fixer and in some <laughs> cases that has actually worked out for him but what skill set do these two bring to the white house if any at all that that have any possibility of positive outcome well, they really don't. I mean, they're, they're, they're good at public relations, at messaging. Um, you know, and I think that one of the things I point out in the book is that they're, they're you know, when they were in New York, um, Jared, for example, would spend a lot of time networking with all the more important people. The problem was that his colleagues, at Krishna companies felt that those individuals, all the networking, didn't really help the bottom line of Krishna companies. So they sort of um, were somewhat despairing about it. But 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 it definitely helped Jared. Um, you know, Jared, his own brand. So I think that if they have a skill, it's their. You know, I think they're good at working with people. But when it comes to um, Policy making, I think it's a real problem because, um, you know, both of them are blind as to their own inexperience. And that's really what it, it, it makes them um, extremely sort of, sort of troubling. I mean, when, for example, around healthcare, um, people noticed that Jared has pushed policies that would benefit his brothers. His brother has a health insurance company that's worth $2.7 billion, or it was. And so every time that there was a sort of a brainstorming meeting to discuss how, what health, you know, the repealing of Obamacare might look like, the only suggestions that Jared ever supported were those that basically would help his brother financially. And it seemed clear that his idea, you know, there was no real actual ideology here other than self-interest. And again, when it came to something that Ivanka had said she really believed in, which was the power, you know, that the, we should um, not pull out of the Paris Climate Accord. I mean, she'd been very public um, and took a position on that. Um, Gary Cohn, senior economic advisor, um, said to Ivanka, well, look, I can run round. I can get all these important businessmen into the into the White House to try and talk to the president. But couldn't you? What would be most effective is if you just had a word with your father, you know, daughter to father yeah. about this. Said, no, I just can't do that. And so, you know, which completely, you know, splinters crashes, you know, it explodes the notion that she has publicly put out there that she can talk to him candidly about anything. Because when Gary Cohn asked her to do something, to do just that about an issue 
she had said she really cared about, she could not do it. More with author and investigative reporter Vicki Ward about her book, Kushner, Inc. Old-fashioned radio For a new generation Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling authors, photographers and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org. Thank you, and thank you all for tuning in. You know, we know that tough times don't last, but tough people do. We've been through a lot here in Michigan. We've been through crisis before, where the country needed their countrymen and countrywomen to pitch in collectively to get through a crisis and rise to the occasion. Michigan once was the arsenal of democracy to win World War II. We need that same spirit now. We're working around the clock with doctors and hospitals and first responders to stop the spread and to save lives. But we need your help too. 
the state has launched a new volunteer website at www.michigan.gov forward slash fight COVID-19 where trained medical professionals can register to serve their fellow Michiganders by assisting hospitals in fighting COVID-19. State residents can also use the site to find out how they can help in their local communities by giving blood or donating resources or needed medical supplies. Whether you're a medical professional looking to volunteer or you're someone who can give blood or donate to your local food bank, everyone can help out. To get through this, we must all do our part. Stay home, stay safe, and save lives. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed, a magical place with magical charms indoors 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 take it away hey this is first ward city councilman eric mays and you're listening to the tom sumner program more with author and investigative reporter vicki ward about her book kushner inc straight ahead sort of the heart of the book in many ways is their response to what the president said about charlottesville and i think that that's extraordinary um you know gary cohen was so upset by what the president said about there being very fine people on both sides right right i remember that but he wanted to resign and he was on his way to resign and he went to the the trump have a sort of compound in Edmonton, New Jersey. He dropped in on Jared and Ivanka have a house there as well. And he went to see them and said, look, I'm going in to resign. And Ivanka, you know, Jared was rather typically silent, as you mentioned earlier. <laughs> He's often silent. Yeah. Um, um, but Ivanka said, couldn't understand what Gary Cohn's problem was. And Gary Cohn said, well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a Jewish immigrant. You know, my, you know, I mean, I, I can't listen and support someone who's supporting the people with placards, sort of the anti-Semitic placards. I can't, you know. And she said to Gary Cohn, no, no, you've misunderstood. My father didn't mean any of that. And when Gary Cohn explains that his father had absolutely meant what he'd said because Gary Cohn had been involved with some of the messaging that the president had completely thrown out. Um, Ivanka then said, no, no, you don't understand. My father did not say that. I mean, a very Trumpian response. He was just going to deny flat out. (laughs) You you could play the tape for him and he'll say, I didn't say that. (laughs) Right. But again, you know, this... So, I mean, it begs the question, who is she? What does she believe in? I mean, it's, you know, these are, these are, you know, what is she doing in the White House? (laughs) Well, there have been times where she's made public comments that appeared to have an impact on the president walking back some of his comments or actions. Not really. You're thinking perhaps of immigration, right? 
Yeah, but and there have been some some women's things too, where she's gone out and made some public statement that seemed to be contradictory with the president, and then he softened his message, and it and it sort of gave the impression that she was having an impact on him. But not really, because if you yeah, so what I say in the so the the Muslim travel ban, right? Yeah, that happened right at the beginning. Okay, so that came from sort of Steve Bannon, Steve Miller wing of the administration. It was kept quite a secret, right? They put it out on a Friday night. And Jared and Ivanka would have been having Shabbat. In fact, they did. They did. It was their first Shabbat um, dinner, and they invited Gary Cohn and Steve Mnuchin and Wilbur Ross and others to join them. And at that dinner... Gary Cohn said to Jared and Ivanka, have you heard what's going on? You've got to stop this. And Jared said, no, no, we can't stop it. This is what the president campaigned on. He's got to do it. The next night, the couple went out to a black tie dinner and took a photo of themselves, all dressed up in their black tie regalia. And she had on some silver metallic dress. Well, meanwhile, there were scenes of chaos around airports in the country as this ban had suddenly gone into effect and people couldn't get on flights or they were stuck. I mean, if you remember. And it was, uh, um, and people looked at her Instagram and were horrified. And this meme went around, you know, let them eat cake. Oh, yeah. Because it was such an ignorant thing to have done. And it was only after that that she went to her father and said, okay, I think we've got to reverse the travel ban. And I think the question then was raised in the minds of the people who are around her. Is she, is this, what is this really about? She was fine with it until she got attacked. And I think that the same with immigration her own um, stepmother, Melania, was way in front of Ivanka um, when the issue of children being separated from their parents at the border True. was first raised. Um, Ivanka again waited. And so there's this habit that she has sort of waiting and appearing to be responsible and taking the credit. But I don't think it's real. Vicky, unfortunately, I'm going to have to stop you there because we're out of time. I feel like we could go on for another hour easily. Yeah. Um, but I always want to make sure guests get an opportunity to share with listeners where they can find out more about what we're talking about. Of course, the book, Kushner, Inc., is uh, a, uh, a very different look at um, Ivanka Trump and uh, Jared Kushner. Um, but, Vicky, do you have a website? I do. Vicky Ward, Vicky, so it's V-I-C-K-Y-W-A-R-D dot com. Vicky, thanks so much for spending this time with me. And keep Thank up the good work. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Take care. That was uh, Vicky Ward. She is a New York Times bestselling author, investigative reporter, and magazine columnist. She's written uh, the first explosive book about uh, Javanka and their infamous rise to power. The book is called Kushner, Inc. 
And uh, we'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead.
You know? Go on. Go on, get out of here. It's 